Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to tonight's exciting episode of Our Certain Point of View. This is a very, very special episode. I'm Jim. Hello there, I'm Tim. Hey everybody, I'm Papa Bear. Why is tonight a special episode of Our Certain Point of View? Officially, this is episode number... <gasps> 66. Yes. So who's going to say it first? Execute uh, order 66. Yeah. Yes. Execute episode 66. Oh, episode 66. 66. Yeah. We're the executive branch and we're executing. All right. Yeah. So tonight we're going to talk about the failure and fall of the great Jedi Order. Um, which is, of course, brought about by the infamous Order 66. But uh, as always, we got some business to get through first, uh, such as the very simple part where we say, today's Friday, February 12th. Um, If you enjoy this program, or even if you don't, do us a favor and talk about it with your friends. You know, it's how we grow the program, is by your reviews and your continued support. I'm trying to make my voice, like, butter smooth. What do you think? Yes. It's because of listeners like you. You. All right. So, yeah, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And uh, tell your friends and tell their friends. And next thing you know, we'll have a pyramid scheme. And tell your enemies. And if one of us mails the other person a dollar, we'll each have $500,000. That's not how the force works. I don't know how any of this stuff works. Um, including the record button. No, we're recording. All right. Sure hope so. We got any news? Uh, yeah, we've got some news. We do. Is there news in the Star Wars? Has there... I feel a great disturbance in the Force. Yeah. Um, you know, and and we're all kind of... Well, the whole world is all kind of everywhere with this whole thing. Um, there's been thing? an announcement that Gina Carano is not going to be working with Lucasfilm. Who? Gina Carano. Who does our, she play? Our Cara Dune. Cara Dune? Um, and you know that we here at Our Certain Point of View love Cara Dune. And, we are big uh, fans. You know, we've, we've never been anti-Gina Carano either. So, and, and actually this was a conversation that the three of us had um, online as well. well yeah, the three it, of us. It kind of seems like, well, yeah, there was a lot more involved, but <laughs> but this, this one in particular, um, you know... There's a whole lot of stuff about her getting fired, but it doesn't really seem like she got fired. Um, 
because she was let go. She wasn't invited back. She was not invited back. I think that her yeah. contract, I really do think her contract was up. She did season two, and you know we've talked about what we think is going to happen in season three. We're thinking it's going to be all about Mandalore and going back to Mandalore, where she's made a name for herself with the Republic and Navarro. Her place isn't traveling with them to Mandalore. Her place was going to rescue Grogu with Din, I don't know that she was going to be in season three anyway. Well, yeah. they, they um, certainly did leave it in such a way that it was easy to not have to revisit her character. Right. Um, yeah. Um, that having been said, I think it was clear that she was not invited back because of uh, disagreements her and Disney were having. Um as Her and that, Lucasfilm were having. I don't yeah, know that you're right, it was a you're direct right. thing with, with Disney. I, and I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that she I, wasn't. I'm saying I don't know. You're right. I've, I've, I'd say <clears throat> Disney, but every official thing I've seen about like any sort of unhappiness has come from Lucasfilm, not Disney itself. Um, I haven't seen a single Disney release about it. So I will go on record as saying I don't think they should have terminated her, um, regardless of what she said. I mean, if she had said something like actionable, like I want to hurt people, then yeah. But, I mean, honestly, if I stopped listening to every rock star or watching any actor that I disagreed with their politics or thought that they did things they shouldn't do went off the screen or off the stage, and I couldn't watch anything. There'd um, be no more TV. Yeah, there'd be no movies. There'd be no, no music. Um, so I, I do disagree with them letting her go. But um, there you go. Yep, They let her go, so... Bye bye, Cara Dune. Well, I don't think characters. they let her go. I think they just didn't renew her. Well, that's what we mean. Oh well, yeah, they they allowed her contract to stay expired. And she might not contract. be eligible for uh, for unemployment. And Lucasfilm also capitalized on they they took advantage of how the internet was hyping everything up. Internet and said that she doesn't work with us. However, and then they went. However, they they decided to uh, pursue the. The negative stance on her comments, rather than, at this point, if she doesn't have a contract with them, Lucasfilm should have stayed out of it. Yeah, somehow that this got better. politicized. It been... So you can argue that her contract was up and they just didn't renew it, but obviously this has been politicized. Yeah, um, so that's... And there's no way around that. Yeah. <sighs> but these um, are the times we live in. They are. Happy Star Wars news. Uh, Toy of the Year Awards goes to 2021. The new Razor Crest uh, Lego build. I posted a picture of it on our, our certain point of view, uh, Far Far Away Our Galaxy is Facebook page. Uh, funny you mentioned that, but uh, yes. the construction Toy of the Year actually is the Lego Razor Crest. Is it the new one, the one I showed? It, it is it's not. Just a it pile of the, smoldering Legos? It's the actual one. And they <laughs> rebuild it on their way to Mandalore. Um, so that was one of the winners in the toy of the year and innovative toy of the year and the animatronic child is that the one you got pop up that one's not animatronic is it <coughs> no my, that one's not animatronic it's yeah just, mine is uh, not either last time i saw papa bear static no that wasn't yeah, the last cuddly. time but one of the last times i saw papa bear he had a little you know baby carrier on his chest and had was a baby it maybe program. The Child 11-inch plush by Mattel. Because that has one plush. Toy of the, it. That's the one. It has one it, plush, Toy of the Year. It's a quality... Uh, quality it is. I have garment. one, too. I, it's I, well, our I, most I, modestly I, priced Toy of the Year. 
Now, I'm not really sure what this means for the fifth one. It says the winner of License of the Year is Star Wars The Mandalorian. I guess the the best licensed toys are the ones that are lab that are licensed through Star Wars Mandalorian. I, I don't know. That one's... I'm not sure about that category. I don't know what that means. I don't have like any Like any sub any... toys that were licensed through Mandalorian. I got the best license. Like, that's what it is. They won License of the Year. I, yeah. okay. I want to thank I mean, there's Mandalorian. tons of Mandalorian stuff out there now, so... Yeah. yeah. So there they are. That was some. Uh, that's that's some stuff. That's that some happened. stuff right there. Um, and that was was just updated today that that we saw that. So. All right. Well, is that our news then? So. Shout out to Gordon and Arden as always. Gordon, hey. uh, of course, being our original engineer and uh, the guy who made the podcast possible, and it's also his podcast you hear ad advertised at the beginning of ours. Um, which is apparently doing really well. So thanks for uh, listening to us and for listening to Gordon's show, The Riff. And thanks to Arden, as always, because he's Arden. Um, I guess we're ready to move on to Countdowns. I think we are. Countdown. Oh, should we do, like, special little... We should get Arden to do us a little, uh, you know, segue to Countdown music. It's the final. No, I think that's been done before. Well, we don't want to get sued yet. Asia. Wasn't that Asia? Yeah. It's the final <laughs> <countdown>. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> A magician <laughs> named Gob. Alright, so at 81 days away, we're looking 81 at days away. Star Wars Day, which is Tuesday, May the 4th. 108 days away, we get a new video game, the Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga. That's May 31st. Yeah. And then 207 days away on September 7th, the Life Day Treasury. We get holiday stories from a galaxy far, far away, which is really exciting. I'd like to do what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And, and I'm way in advance here. Yeah, he is. But I'm hoping. He's hoping that they're short enough that we can just like do a brief little snippet of each one each week leading up to Life Day, on on here on our podcast. So it's like a little Star Wars advent. Yeah, yeah, it'll okay. be fun. <laughs> um, then, before Life Day even gets here. To, yeah. to just celebrate it even more, we got yeah. The Mandalorian, an original novel. Yeah. I wonder if Cara Dune will be in that. November 2nd, that's 263 days away. I'm not bitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get to Wookiee Life Day. November question, 17th, actually. 278 days away. Well, we don't even know when the original novel is going to take place. It could be, yeah, it could it be could time. Be I'm guessing time. it'll be before. It's after he and Cara Dune got married. Yeah. And started raising baby Grogu as their own. So my guess is it's going to happen before everything that we saw in The Mandalorian. It's the final. Or, because it says original okay. novel. If it didn't say original novel, then I would think differently. But I'm what thinking if it said unoriginal novel? novel. Um, I gotta admit, more countdowns exciting. just don't have the same, you know, impetus, the same, the same weight that they had, the gravitas to go back like three election cycles. That they used to have when we had a Star Wars movie to look forward to. Yeah, the movies made a big difference. Now, I'm really excited about all this stuff. Yeah, you are. Possibly more excited than I was about the movies coming out. So, But I understand how, overall, that's not a general, you know, consensus. You've been you hit doing? by a yeah. smooth general. Wookie Life Day, November 17th. 
right? Yeah. Oh, 2021, that's... 278 days away. Yeah, that's that's not that far. Where did you get these? Everywhere. Everywhere. That's... Star Wars Celebration 2022 in Anaheim, California will begin. It's three-day kickoff. Well, it's three-day celebration. Kicks off on August 18th, 552 days away. Um, and they're not even know about these other ones. Well, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to premiere April 15th this year. I made that up. Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been listed as 2022 now. Yeah, I made that up. All right, so that's our countdowns. Now we need a segue music into, what are we going to call this? The heart of the matter, the meat of the matter, the, the, the focus of the show. Tonight's episode is going to be focusing on the failure and fall of the Jedi. Specifically, Order oh, 66. Dun, dun, dun. Execute. This is when we should have said it. That's our lead in right now. Execute Order 66. Commander Cody. Yes, also known as Clone Protocol 66. Clone Protocol. So, um. Do you remember that group Antarctica that sang that song? Is <laughs> that no? No. About the about the countdowns? Antarctica? Yeah. Remember Asia sang a song called Final Countdown. It was Europe. Was it Europe? Yeah. Oh, Asia's saying, uh, Sure as the sun will cross <laughs> the sky, this that's night true. is over. Yeah, that's why, that's why. Apparently Asia sang the final countdown, too. Yeah. <laughs> Europe sang, uh, Sure as the sun will cross the sky. Europe sang the final countdown. No. Sure they did. Asia. I have a Vivo video of them singing the final countdown right here. <sighs> well, either way... We're done with countdowns, and let's talk about, well, I guess we're counting down to the death of pretty much all the Jedi. Um, so, Order well, 66 yeah. is, of course, the order that uh, Palpatine gives, which triggers an implant that is in the brains of all the clone troopers that then basically makes them see the Jedi as enemies of the Republic, so they immediately turn on their Jedi's traitors as traitors to the Republic, and so they cannot resist the urge to try to kill their Jedi. So to start, I want to talk a little bit about the um, uh, the Legends versus Canon and some stuff that came out. You fought uh, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Wow. Supposedly, there was an Order 67. Oh, yeah? Um, and this is a... I think this is a Legends piece. I don't think this Why came... I don't even know. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of Order 65. Which was the pepperoni pizza? No, that was the pastrami on rye from oh. Dex's diner. Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, the, the Order 67 supposedly was an order where if the Chancellor was refusing to relinquish his power, they could execute this order within the clones and, it would, and, and they would help to seize the government back for the Republic from the Supreme Chancellor. Um, what? There are a couple issues with that, though. Yeah, there are. One is... Why? That would make it seem like it was a known thing. Yeah. And then Order 66 would have been a known thing, and it just wouldn't have made any... Like, it did, that, that part didn't fit. No, it doesn't make sense. Um, 
And it was also... <laughs> it doesn't make much sense for Palpatine to put in a... Kill a failsafe against himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that all really didn't fit. Now, under the Plagueis administration, it could have fit. If he oh. saw Palpatine not, not playing the game that Plagueis expected him to play the game, and Plagueis had that in there... But again, that's Legends. But if Plagueis had that in there to, to wipe Palpatine, but it still wouldn't have fit his overall uh, goals either. So I hope that that's not true, um, and I, I don't think it is. So I wanted to address that before we proceeded. Well, very good. Yay. So, <laughs> who are the Jedi? What? We did, we did an episode on who the Jedi are. Hey, well, they're the traitors. Well, that's the... Traitors. <laughs> Traitors to the Galactic Republic. When what what, what that's and that's what we need to talk about is what makes that accessible because we find out in Rebels and in in A New Hope that the Jedi are all but forgotten and and we've talked a lot about how that's possible and how a, a government can control yeah. the education sources and uh, you know outlaw and arrest people for discussing certain things to the point that after a generation or so they can forget a lot of it. Yeah, hokey um, religions. Yeah. And now some of this comes from, you know, they said there were, what, 10,000 Jedi? Yeah, that's, yep, that's the right? number I've isn't, heard. Isn't that the one they kept saying? So 10,000 Jedi is what they were after, who served as protectors of the, Republic. basically keepers of the peace for the Republic. Yeah. Um, and really what they were supposed to be was keepers of the peace for the galaxy. Yeah. So, if there were one trillion people in the galaxy, the Jedi would make up one one-hundredth of a percent. Uh, so, one one-thousandth of a percent? There we go. One one-thousandth of a percent. Pretty rare. Of the, of the uh, population. Yeah. And that's if there was, there was one trillion. And there, by the estimates that we've received, there are, there are significantly more than a trillion people. Um, I think there are trillions of people in the galaxy. They're the like Star the Navy galaxy. SEALs of today. Yeah. Yeah. So like one in every, let's let's just jump the number up and just say it. You know, one in every, I don't know, 500,000 or one in every million people or something would, would be a Jedi. So would you say they're rare? They're rare. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't run into them. They know the stories. They, that's true. They're, they already don't know... The Jedi personally, the ones who are, you know, I care, just living their life. You know, the, the farmers who are born on a farm and and farm their whole life and have you know raise their own family there and then pass away and the next generation comes and they don't have a whole lot of access to the outside galaxy except for when they make deliveries to the local port to send stuff off world. Like they might, well, I'm just saying, those people might never see. A Jedi. That's true. You can go your um, whole life without meeting a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it makes them it makes them easier to forget for the general population. Do we accept um, this, Papa Bear? Yeah, it also makes them easier to hide after Order sixty six too. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah, nobody they don't they don't know who they are in, in particular. Plus, they um, wear those big slankets so they can hide, and they're like they never really like. Were out, you know, bragging about themselves either. They always kept it kind of low key. It's yeah. true. Even in the High Republic books, we're seeing that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I the of course the the movie where we see Order sixty six is uh, Revenge of the Sith, but honestly, I think we get the most information about Order sixty six from Clone Wars. Um, mainly because before we get into like the the most like powerful scenes of Order sixty six or whatever it is y'all want to talk about, we should probably talk about the Fives conspiracy. Yep. Yeah. Battle so, of Ringo. Ringo? Ringo Vinda? Ringo Vinda? Is that the one uh, where... So one of the clones malfunctions, and their Order 66 chip goes up. So this is an arc in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that... It takes place on a Ringo Vinda, right? Where there's yeah, that... It's, it's like I a Halo this world. Before like this episode. There's, yeah. like a, there's like a base that is a, a, a ring that goes around that planet or moon yep. or whatever it was. That's right. And they're fighting with these two Jedi who I think are sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And suddenly one of the uh, clone troopers, and he's one of the original, I can't, I, I feel, I should have looked up his name. Um, I keep forgetting that too. He, it's Tup. Is it Tup? Tup? Tup is the one who gets defective. He has the malfunctioning uh, chip. And then yeah, in the middle a bummer. of the, yeah, because these are part of the original uh, squad of. Uh, the rookies, the shinies. Yeah, the shiny from the group. episode yep. rookies. Yeah. So we've seen these guys like we've had whole story arcs dedicated to the squad. We've so, basically seen their entire lives. Yeah. So we know Tup, we know Fives. They came out of the tube. Yeah. Yeah, the, from their donor. Um oh. anyway, the uh yeah, so Tup malfunctions and in the middle of a firefight against the separatists, he just takes his blaster and shoots one of the Jedi in the head. Um, and of course, this is calls everybody to basically time out. Wait a minute, what just happened? Um, so he's subdued, and five six suspects you know something's wrong here. And there's this big storyline where Fives takes him all the way back to um, what's the planet? G uh, what's the water planet? Um, Camino. 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 Where they're from, and discovers the chip. But yeah. before he can warn anyone. Well, and sort of, he discovers that there's a they they discover that there's a tumor, right? It's like there not was a, a whole tumor. thing, and then they were supposed to send the tumor back to the Jedi Temple not to be tumor. analyzed. And Fives saw them swap the um, swap the packages, yeah, and then take the actual tumor one way and send off something different to the temple. Um, and he actually saw that happen, so he was freaking out. Everybody's after him. Shock T wants to arrest him. Yeah. And it just became a whole mess after that. Yeah, it does not end well. It's just, this is one of those very, very tragic arcs, because if Fives had succeeded, he would have been able to warn the Jedi that the clones had this embedded command in them. Um, yep. But he, I don't remember how he dies, but he is killed in this story. He gets shot by, um, um, uh, because Dooku and Palpatine are both after him at this point, because they find out, whoa, they're about to blow the lid off this thing. Well, yeah, Trench, yeah, but I think Trench reports it. A, I think he's shot by a clone. Probably. You remember Admiral Trench? Yeah, the spider dude. Yeah, he's cool. I love his armor and like his... his uh, I like how he ends. He's got like this almost conquistador-looking like cybernetic attachments to him. Like the way the uh, the armor looks. But yeah. he, he sees and he reviews the tape of the battle and sees him. And then he, he sees Tup uh, execute the Jedi and reports it to, to uh, Count Dooku. Right. Yep. Well, and then 
And I, and I, I looked it up. I found it here because that's what I, Fives. I think Fives had Rex, like was holding Rex, not captive, captive, but he was holding him at gunpoint and took Rex's blaster, pointed it at Fox, and Fox fired on Fives. Oh. And killed him. Um, and then it said, which which we know, before dying, he spoke to Rex. He said something to Rex. Um, so, in Clone Wars, we see really kind of the mechanisms of how Order 66 works. Revenge of the Sith just kind of gives a nod to the fact that, yeah, these guys have been pre-programmed, but doesn't really explain it. But it does show it. Um, which is really funny, because I was on the internet um, the other day, yeah. which, for anybody who follows our certain point of view on TikTok. You probably won't see much of <gasps> me there. And anybody that follows well, Facebook I'll I'll jump on and post a little bit of stuff on our Facebook page, but not as much. I'm taking a little uh social media break. So Facebook. Feel free to email us at our certain view at gmail dot com. Always. I don't know that we mentioned that before. But yeah, email us. I will check the email. Um Always. But I'm on a little personal social media break for Well because um Okay. Let me talk about that. Oh, I saw someone on the internet the other day, and they were talking about the exact opposite of what you're saying. They were like, "Oh, Order sixty six was a was a cool like, just a control thing, and Emperor took over and just had them kill everyone, and and Clone Wars kind of ruined it." And what I was like, Dude, "That's say? not true." Like, no, they explained it. it. Execute Order sixty six would not have made sense as a as a mind control thing. He wouldn't have named it. He would have said, "Kill the Jedi." Like. I the fact you. that it was Order 66 was because I, it was pre-programmed. It made sense to be pre-programmed, and Clone Wars did a good job with that. I love it because it hits on the pathos of soldiers caught in a war not of their choosing. Yeah. Um, I love it because uh, the the Clone Wars the series gets you to actually love the clones for themselves, meaning they're not just, you know these faceless things that get killed in the background like they seem to be in, you know, Attack of the Clones and later in Revenge of the Sith. And um, you actually get to know them in the Clone Wars cartoon. And, uh, again, I've said it before. I, I mean, I'm a former infantry guy, and I've been in, you know, these combat units, and these guys remind me of being in the service. Like, Dave Filoni did a fantastic job with the clones. They seem like soldiers. Because, um, I mean, they are soldiers, but, I mean, like, from a writing point of view, did a great job. So by the time Order 66 comes, if you've watched uh, The Clone Wars, adds so much more rich elements to this because, first of all, me being me, I love the philosophical aspects of the loss of free will, um, which I even talk about it with droids. I, I'm so into this concept. Um, that the, the clones lose their free will, um, and they have to turn on people that they genuinely care about. Yeah, and of course, it's not until season seven of uh, Clone Wars was released that we really see how the clones themselves deal with this. Yeah. In the movie Revenge of the Sith, we do see the clones stop and turn on their Jedi and fire. And we're but not in... at Order 66 yet, though. Hmm? So we're not at Order 66 yet, though. No, but I was going to say, but in Clone Wars season seven, we actually see their... Not only they're like, 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 we see the practical side of that response. Where the clones themselves, because they are, you know, sentient beings, they, they have thoughts, how they rectify this, this sudden disjointed thing inside their heads. Uh, we, get, we get to actually see that in season seven. Um, yeah, with, oh, with, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is the guy? Ah, 
the second in command after Rex, uh, who Ahsoka has to confront. Is it Jesse? Yeah. I think it's Jesse. And he's one of those characters who, like Tup and Fives, we've seen from the beginning, from the time he was a raw recruit to becoming this combat-hardened veteran. Um, and we see how he wrestles with, you know, when he receives Order 66. We see Rex wrestle with it. Um, and, of course, in the movies, we see Cody. Cody. All right, slow down. Oh, let's still way ahead Cody, of too. Way ahead <laughs> of Papa Bear's with me. Jedi. What about Jedi? Why was Order sixty six allowed to happen? We need we need some we need some background. That's why we're here. Ah, uh, this is Tim's thing with uh, how do, how does this uh, relate to the well, Force? The is thing. that yeah, where you're I going? Think, I think well, not just the Force, but I think everybody here is uh, the dark we, side. I think we've clouds all seen, everything. It clouds everything. And we want to talk about Order sixty six, but why? Yeah, why was it allowed to happen? And it's it's more than just that. Um, the Chancellor. Sidious was only able to mask the Jedi, and this is an opinion part before I get into the factual stuff, he was only able to, to shield and hide the dark side from the Jedi because they weren't really looking until it was too late. Um, they'd lost their focus. Yeah, they did. They, they were supposed to be keepers of the peace, but they're also supposed to be protectors of the Force. Um, you know, the Force is... The Force isn't sentient per se, but it does kind of have a will, you know, like they talk about the will of the force. Um, you expect there to be a, a flow from the force that is the way things should go. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about balance of the force and, you know, a balance is two Jedi and two Sith, but that's not really the balance of the force. A balance is when things are at peace and, and you can agree with me or disagree with me. That's fine. But, um, the the balance is when things are at peace, and use of the dark side puts things out of balance, puts things into chaos, um, and that's been addressed from the beginning. Um, Anakin was the one who threw Palpatine and killed him, yeah. and thus returned the Force to an appropriate balance. And there's a there's conversation of you know we know the character Bendu who was a phenomenal character. Yeah, he is. Who who was no he wasn't light he wasn't dark he was he was balanced in the Force through the light and the dark, but he was a special, specific character, like the father and the son and the daughter. He was not a an ideal that people were trying to reach. He was a special being. Yeah. Um, so the big thing is that the Jedi were no longer protectors of the Force. They were using the abilities that they knew. They were doing some good stuff. They were working for the Republic. That's one of the problems we're going to talk about in a they second. too political. But the, the big problem is they weren't focused on the force itself they weren't no. studying and paying attention to what was going on within the force at large um well, they i think they were reflecting on the force within themselves but not at large in the galaxy because i think they would have seen the dark side activity more often than they did um even in things like dathomir and i don't mean that they necessarily would have stopped dathomir from happening but it wouldn't have been a secret that there was there was dark side use there yeah. Um, and that's that's a big issue. So that was one piece, but the other one is the political side. Um, they were they were too cozied up with the government of the Republic. Yeah, they were. And we're learning why. Why? The High Republic was a golden age for the Republic. Yeah, and we're that's learning what we're through the books, out. I guess, huh? Yeah, as we're right, reading Papa these Bear? books, we're finding out that. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. They were they were in a, a glorious place, and much of the Republic was at peace. And the Jedi were were assisting in keeping that peace and doing the things they needed to do, helping with struggles. They were a lot of. They were leaning. They were getting into a little bit too much of the Republic itself, but it also served as a good point for about them. The to... High Republic. Yeah. Well, the High Republic also represented a time where the government was a little more pure in its motivations. Right, so and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the men. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying too. They were. That was a good point of communication for them to find out where they were needed. Um, was working through the Republic, and yeah. that. Back in the but day. affiliating themselves with that government yeah. is long-term what led to the downfall. Yeah. Um, there can't be Sith. We don't see any Sith. We haven't seen any you know, Sith turmoil. There aren't Sith wars. There aren't Sith this or that. So we don't like the Sith, but that's pretty much what their mantra was. We don't like the Sith, but we're not going to look for them or see if... You know, they're coming yeah. into power. They weren't embracing a fuller view of the Force. Exactly. <laughs> um, because they were lost in, in the Republic. And Plagueis knew that. Assuming Plagueis is still... Well, I mean, we know Plagueis is canon, but... Assuming Plagueis was, was directly Palpatine's so, master in the way the book was. What do you want to approach next? Because I want to talk about... Uh... All the different areas we see Order 66, like, depicted, whether it's video games or, or the books or movies. Yeah, um, that's where we're at. Um, okay. I just want to make sure we, like, that's, there's a reason it was allowed to happen. It was allowed to, ha well, and that, that was the other piece. I knew there was something else. Um, the Jedi. The, the Jedi. The clone army. Yeah. You know, Love when Yoda was guys. like, oh, well, I'll go get the clone army. You know, or I will go see this, this army for myself and, and bring it about. And I was like... That's that's not the Jedi's place. Like you're already taking control of the army. What are you doing? <laughs> and he immediately took control of the army and brought it, and they were fighting. Um, well, well, I mean, what was his other choice? Just to let all those people get uh, destroyed in the Battle of Geonosis in the arena? Yeah. You know, he kind of comes in and saves the day. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, Remiga, it, you it, will create. Uh, <laughs> do that again. <laughs> No. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, you can rewind I, you know, ten seconds if you want to hear it again. That's right. There it is. So yeah, I, I know that they were stuck with with a, a a tricky place there, and it was tough because obviously the droid army was was in the process of being built. If you enjoy, um, they'd what already you're gotten. <laughs> Please go leave us a five star review. I'm sorry, go on, Tim. You're fine. Um, <laughs> they were. At that, at that point, they were already trapped. And that was part of their well, having been blinded by the dark side, yeah. not seeing this, this droid army or the clone army being built. There is a, um, there, there, there's a ton of, uh, you know, plot issues and stuff throughout the Star Wars saga, but one, of, one thing that can't be faulted is how well written... Uh, the trap that Palpatine puts the Jedi in, that that's brilliant because really by the time Phantom Menace starts, there's no way out. It's just they're playing through um, what's already a you know a checkmate situation for Palpatine. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, the clone army is obviously a huge part of that um, because they actually finished the game 
Um, yeah, so let's talk about where did we see it. So the first time we see it is obviously in the movie Revenge of the Sith. Now, we have known since 1977 that something happened. Because, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's speech about the, the Jedi, you know, maintained peace and order throughout the Republic for over a thousand years. Um, and so, I made that comment earlier about, you know, I made that joke, you fought in the Clone Wars? Well, ever since that had been said on screen, people have been curious about what are the Clone Wars, what, you know, what were the Jedi like in their heyday, yeah, so, and, Vader, and how did they fall? That Vader hunted down and hunted killed. Hunted down, yep. Right, yep. you know what he said? He did indeed. Can, he betrayed your father. Um, of course, we know he was quote. lying, or speaking from a certain point of view, I guess. He was a great pilot, your father, and very flammable. A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the De Jedi Knights. You know what? Hmm. He did. For a long time. Well, and he did. Hey, welcome you to see the it Anakin, in the comics. <laughs> well, the Anakin that, Skywalker roast. For a long, 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 long time, people have talked about how, you know, Vader killed the Jedi and and I remember hearing this when Clone Wars came, but when Revenge of the Sith came out, people talking about, oh, now the clones killed a bunch of Jedi. Vader didn't do it. Vader's the one supposed to do it. He killed a bunch of But it of said them. here, I know he did, but it says, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Yeah. They actually kept that consistent with the original trilogy. So. Absolutely. Good job, yeah, Lucas. Because, like you said, uh, I, I can't remember where the source is, but they do mention about 10,000 Jedi. So yeah, the vast majority are wiped out by the clones, but there are, as we see with each new franchise, um, increasingly more stories of Jedi or their Padawans who escaped Order 66. And those are the ones that Darth Vader spends the next few years hunting down and killing. Um, with some really, really, really cool stories in there. I know we've already talked about um, uh, Jocasta New, the librarian. That's, that's a pretty wild story. Because um, she survives the initial Order 66 purge. Um, but do we want to talk about... So, do you want to talk about the movie now? Or do you want to talk about other places we saw? I guess we should talk about the movie first. Yeah, let's talk yeah about I, th I think we need to start like right before Order well, 66 happens, right? I would be talking about uh, Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Because one of the things I love about Season 7 is it takes you through the events of Revenge of the Sith. But from the surface of the planet Mandalore and from the perspective the that, of Maul and uh, Ahsoka. But it's not the way that most fans experienced it. No, correct. Yeah, yeah. So we I, need I think to... that's the that's the big thing. So this is this was the the heart wrenching it this was. is the first PG thirteen broke my heart in two um, Star Wars film. All of them after this were PG thirteen. Which we can talk good or bad about that um whether they should have stayed pg not this one revenge yeah. of the sith had to be a pg-13 but the it other did. ones they didn't necessarily have Jedi. to be rogue one had to be the other ones did not i was um, so sad so but that was it this was the beginning of for star wars fans something that we knew was coming but we didn't know how it was going to come we didn't know about order 66 we knew what it was the moment he said it for the first time yeah. And we started to see 
everything that we know and love fall apart. Yeah. Like this was for Star Wars. Like I remember this was this was horrible. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. It's the fall of Camelot. Yeah. yeah. I mean it was it was terrible. All the way down to the fight with with Anakin and Obi Wan. Um Yeah. You know, like you hate to see you hated to see Anakin turn on Mace, but that wasn't that wasn't heart like you knew it was gonna go bad from there. Well, Mace but was not was, likable. Right. It wasn't... <laughs> even the Jedi Mace Knight. Window. Remember when I called him Mace Window? Some yes, people really like Mace Window. Yeah, they do. And, well, and they do. And that's I, and I get that, and that's fine. I don't have a problem, but, but that wasn't the part that was like... He wasn't that character you that you followed upset. the whole time. What happened? Yeah. Did I redline? What? No, you're good. Huh? Mace okay. Window. I, I, I Mace Window. Yeah, you said Window. Some people did like him. Um... <laughs> But it was this was this was So this was in rough. the movie. Yes. They get execute all the sixty six and of course the first one we see is Cody. And uh we don't know Cody that well from the movies, but we get to know him pretty well in the series. But even whether you know him or not, there's this very touching scene where uh uh Obi Wan had dropped his uh, lightsaber while fighting um Grievous. Is Cody first? I think so. And Cody, yeah, he, he is. My yeah. question about that: He starts making all these calls, and they're. I, it seems like they're all individual calls because he's that, like, yeah, yeah, "That's a Cody. problem." <laughs> hey, uh, Commander Cody. Commander yeah, we, Cody. We've talked about that. that. How There's ten thousand people, man. We we reasoned that out somehow. How, do How do does that? he not have a phone tree? Or there something? has I mean, to why? be. A, we we. I think the conclusion we came to: there had to be a generic call. But when it came to some Jedi like Obi Wan or Yoda, may, maybe members of the Council, he may he specifically called um, because he knew they would maybe feel it before anyone else. I don't know, but he does specifically say Commander Cody execute Order sixty six. Right. And what what makes this again powerful is uh, as I was saying, Obi Wan had dropped his uh, lightsaber. He just gets it back. Yeah, Cody. Yeah, yeah they come up and they it's have like, this like bonding you're gonna need moment. This. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna want this commander, um, or or General Kenobi or whatever, and uh, yeah, so it gives him his lightsaber back, and it's like, oh, they're buddies, just in time. Yeah, <laughs> just in time, because otherwise, yeah, he would have been without it. But um, yeah, so he gets his lightsaber back, and then Cody, open fire, and uh, this begins our sequence, our montage. Of Jedi being killed, and we see Yoda's reaction to it as it's taking place. And so the notable ones we see, who do we see Which, killed? Which, to be fair, that calls into that calls a different question. Because if he made a personal call to Cody, was up, how, Cody? Did act, how did how did Order sixty six get activated, and whatever clone was firing on Obi Wan? Well, Cody point actually calls to the clone and points at Obi-Wan. And yeah, and then fire. like an artillery piece shoots him off yeah. a cliff face. Um, but, but, but we take, see take him, it, we see in season 7 that they do all receive the order at the same time. Right. So again, it, it's, it's I don't know why he says Commander Cody executed well, 66. You know, I, I, I don't think they were, it was honest, all at the same time. Because I think yeah, Yoda picked up be. on it. He, he knew something was going on yeah. before the call had gotten to him. And again, he, when in and that's Wars, how he could respond in season seven of Clone Wars. Again, we get our best information from Clone Wars. Um, you do see all of Ahsoka's troopers suddenly, you know, turn against her. 
Right. So what really happened is we had a dark side mail merge. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so he sent out the message, but it pulled the individual aspects that it needed for each receiving email. There you I go. I mean, um, uh, order. Order 66. Okay. I like to imagine I like to imagine the emperor just in his office making calls going, execute order 66. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Get, I, I Commander guess, Cody. I guess <laughs> over Coleswell. and over again. I'm not even gonna eat it. I don't he's know. like, and he's like pages in his receptionist. I need, I need that. Where's that pastrami on Ray? <laughs> that was order sixty-five. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get to the montage. We see Coyote Mundi die. Now he puts up a little bit of a fight. We see Ayla Sakura die. She dies the worst, and that she just kind of throws her hands up and falls down dead. She just gets shot in the back, and then, like, yeah, she's really on the ground, sad. and they're just on, shooting her. That was on Felucia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, she went on Felucia? Yeah. I yeah. do not know who the Jedi is on the on the speeder bike um, that they then drop back, and they, they shoot him out of the air. And then we uh, see... Plo Koon. Then we see Plo Koon. Oh, Coon. that might be... Yeah. Oh, no, that's not her. I don't know who's on the speeder bike. Um, but that? we see Plo Koon in his fighter ship. like... Okay. And then, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. Second, com- thinking. What? I... Do I keep talking or no? Keep going. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. see Plo Koon and he gets shot down by his guys. Um, which, of course, Plo Koon, if you don't, like, watch Clone Wars, it's hard to have, like, a lot of feelings for Plo Koon. But if you do watch Clone Wars, he's a pretty big character off and on throughout that series. And he's awesome. He's the one who found um, Ahsoka when she was a child and kidnapped her, um, the way Jedi do. <laughs> no comment. Um, I mean, just like the First Order does with its stormtroopers, kidnaps them and then, you know, programs them to be stormtroopers, the Jedi would do with the baby younglings. Um If you so enjoy tonight's stats- program... Stas Ali, Stas was, Ali. The, was the Jedi who died on the speeder bikes. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know who that is. The limited role in the Star Wars prequel <laughs> trilogy was not expanded further in the Clone Wars or in comic releases. So, yeah. Interesting. She was at the Battle of Geonosis, and she died here, but we didn't see her. So, again. we see all those Jedi die, and I don't know who Stas Ali is, but the others are all masters. She's a so, Thelothian. Well, so, like, Kaeda Mundi was a master, Plo Koon was a master, um, and Kenobi, of course, is a master, and, of course, Yoda's a master. They're all masters. And we see his uh, scout troopers, or whatever those guys are, in the cool camo, you know, on Tashik. They, uh, they begin to, you know, go for it, and he jumps up in the air and beheads them. And, of course, the funniest part of that is that uh, uh, Tarful and Chewbacca don't seem to react at all, other than to go, huh, and then he climbs up on Chewbacca's back and they run away. I yeah. I would have thought they'd be a little more surprised than that. Like, wait a minute, these are your guys, you just cut their heads off. Well, good relations away. with the Wookiees. He's got he good has. relations. He's like, they, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand that they would be like, well, we support you, Yoda, but I would think they'd be like, we support you, but... Could you take a second to explain what just happened here for us? So we have a handful of Jedi <laughs> and Padawan across the galaxy who escape 
Order 66 because they uh, are not in the presence of clones or, you know, like the immediate presence either because they weren't assigned a clone unit or because, like, they just happen to not be in the room when the order goes out and they sense what has happened. So we do have some uh, pushback from a handful of Jedi. Now, we don't know all their stories, obviously, because there's 10,000 of them. Um, but with all the new Disney stuff, we do get more and more of these stories. So I was thinking we should move to some of those. Probably the most important or the biggest one outside of Revenge of the Sith is Ahsoka's experience, wouldn't you say? Say that Definitely. one Ahsoka's the, the, experience, the next, yeah. The next Order 66 episode, or, yeah. So we're talking about, like, the last season of Clone Wars? Are yeah, we talking so, about the order that we see things? Yeah. Okay, no, no that's not the next one we see. No, I, I wasn't. I was talking about which ones what are the most happen? important stories to tell. Am I gone? Is everybody gone? What? All right. Uh, we're here. Are you here? Okay, Jim's gone now. With Jim, <laughs> Tim is right, gone. Answer, I was gone. Answer that question. One, I said that. Am I gone or is everybody gone? Answer that question one more time. What was the what? We're not talking about the order. We're talking about like kind of the importance. So like, oh, uh, so from yeah. Revenge of the Sith, I would say the next important like us seeing it happen is in season seven of the Clone Wars. That is not the next important one we which see. Which one do you we think? Can come to, we can come to mind later on if you want to. Well, which one do you think? Um, we see it much sooner than than season seven of Clone Wars ever comes out. Well, I'm not talking about order. I'm talking about like as far as like how much story is dedicated to it and how much we see. Uh, Kanan. So that's shown in the comic books, though, right? That doesn't yes. actually show up in Rebels. But yeah, that that is a good story or an interesting story. It is. It is huge. So yeah, tell us the Kanan Jarrus story because that's not okay. his name, is it? No, Kanan Jarrus, his name is Caleb Doom. And we know him from the TV show... Rebels. Rebels is Rebels. awesome. So Kanan is like kind of the main protagonist of Rebels. So this is one of those things, and, and if you're not a comic book reader, um, one, I do suggest it. And you don't have yeah, to read like all the comic books. Yeah, you do. But the, the Star Wars comic books tend to be really, really well written, and they, they... I think they're better than the novels in a lot of ways. Yeah, they bring a lot of emotion, and they almost always get really good artists to help out. So the the first Kanan comic, um, I think it's called Kanan the Last Padawan. The first Kanan comic is all about um, Kanan and his master, who is Depa Balaba. We see her in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we see her in any of the others. We do see her in Clone Wars, and that's season seven. Yeah, we do. Um, with Caleb Doom, before they go off. And you find out that she is a, a phenomenal master. Their relationship is, is great. Um, there's also a time where the, the clones, they're basically, they're camp, you know, they're at, a, at, at camp. They're around a campfire um, on whatever planet they, I forget what planet they were on. But they're they're swapping stories. They're giving him a hard time because, you know, he's young and just joking around with him. And you really get this like buddy buddy kind of relationship between the Padawan and the clones, um, yeah. who are all kind of serving under the Jedi Master. Like it's a really good overall. Like you get all of the feeling of that relationship, um, which you get throughout the Clone Wars, and but they really did a good job of it here. And then you read. So this is the first issue and at the very end of the first issue i think styles is the main clone in the books styles um 
Styles gets a message that says execute order 66 and that's how issue 1 ends um, which was terrible because then a month later we find out you know, well we, we know what's coming and so they turn on them and and spoilers for, for the rest of the book here we go uh, Depo Balaba orders Kanan to leave to run she defends him while he escapes and somebody catches I think somebody catches up to Kanan and is about to kill him and she turns to stop them and when she turns to stop them a different clone kills her so she dies saving Kanan, um, which is a full circle type of thing in very much the same way that he died saving his crew. Oh. It was it was almost the same um, like like physical stance of them the way that he saved the ghost crew. Yeah, when he died, it was it was a very no body. He might have survived. We don't know. Yeah, Star Wars is very poetic that way. They like yeah. to, they like to circle all the way. Around so, to the same events, so it's it's very tragic. And then they continue to hunt him. We also get the hunt after that. So he has to go into hiding. He meets up with like a, a smuggler, gambler, bad guy, not bad guy, but like a pirate type guy. Um, and then kind of rewords his name to turn himself into Kanan Jarrus, and then takes off. And that's, I mean, it's a it's a huge story, and you get it from. You basically get it from a kid's point of view, right? From the Padawan's point of view, who just saw his master killed by all of his friends. And now those friends are after him, trying to kill him. And he's just on the run and scared. And it's it's a pretty powerful little series. Um, yeah. Well, I, I know you love Rebels. I know you do. Awesome. <laughs> but I think there's a more powerful... I think there are more powerful stories. I wouldn't say it was more powerful. As much as I love Kanan and uh, and his story, I think when we see Ahsoka, um, and so I want to talk yeah, about Ahsoka that Yeah, Ahsoka needs to be our ending story. That's why I wanted to get that in there. You too. think, okay. Well, then the other one we should talk about is Cal, um, Cal Kestis. Yeah, so let's talk about Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis I... is the main character in the video game Fallen Order. And through flashbacks, so he kind of like Kanan is, uh, was a Padawan at the time of Order 66, and he survives, but his master does not. Well, there's a couple stories in Fallen Order that are really powerful when it comes to this. So Jero Tapal is his um, is his master, and he's just beast of a guy. Um, and again, you see him through flashbacks. You Cal like recalls being a young Padawan learning his powers, um, but he also has a flashback that actually shows Order sixty six. And it is wild because they're on a Star Destroyer or a Republic Cruiser, they were called before. Um, and the clones turn on him. And his master, Jared DePaul, and him basically are fighting their way off this ship, trying to get to an escape pod. And before they can uh, launch, DePaul ends up being shot, you know, get, gets torn up. Basically, put, you know, uses his body as a shield to protect Cal as they're getting into an escape pod. And... Uh, this was if you you know you're halfway into this game when this uh, when these cutscenes come up, and it they are powerful, um, but it's not the only Jedi uh, Padawan story in that game. Uh, what was the lady's name in that game? So these are huge spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order. I but. forget. I'm gonna think about that while I say what I wanted to say too. Um, to comment on yours, because I'm trying to remember her name as well. Yeah. And Papa Bear is usually pretty good about pulling those names out. Get while it, we're Papa talking Bear. So oh, the knows. other thing that we get out of this story, and this is again spoilers for Fallen Order, um, 
you know, Cal Kestis has forgotten a lot of his powers, essentially. Like, he's blocked the Force, sort of, like we see with Luke. And he's trying to recall these things that he learned as a Padawan. And so throughout the story, he goes into these, like, almost like he goes into a trance. Um, and he... Trance. What's the word I'm looking for there? Trance. say that word right. Yeah. And he recalls back to when he was learning from his master, um, which makes all of those scenes even more powerful because you hear that, that, you know, companionship again, that yeah. it's, it's not a, it's not a father son relationship, but it's a, it's a very caring guiding relationship. And you, you get all that feeling of, of you can do this. And then you are met with this tragedy. So it's not just him remembering. You also get to see some memories of his master prior to all of this. Yeah. As he's learn relearning those skills. So there's a lot of build up. It's the same way they did it with the Canaan con. You know, they had that build up with the first issue where you get to know these different characters what? and then and so I, I think you're you were talking about Sarah Junda. Yes. Yeah. Her story I think is more disturbing. Because we get to see what happens immediately following Order sixty six for Jedi who are caught alive. Um, cause Sarah Junda was taken alive. Um, so when order 66 comes down, she takes her, apprentice, uh, her Padawan, Trilla Sinduri and Suduri and like tries to hide her and is like, I'm going to draw off the clones and I'm going to protect you. And she fails in all of this. Um, so Trilla gets, um, gets captured alive yeah. as a Padawan and is tortured um, by Vader um, until she breaks and turns to the dark side. And this is how they end up making up the Inquisitor ranks, apparently, is by breaking these uh, Padawans that they catch alive. And they try the same thing on uh, on Seer... You just said her name. Seer... Seer Agenda. Seer Agenda. Um, and so we, again, these are characters from uh, Fallen Order... So this is like a really, really, really messed up story when she admits that she basically failed her Padawan and she had been tortured. She had used the dark side in order to escape the Empire and this caused her to cut off her connection to the Force altogether. So there, there are random Jedi stories like that. Which further supports my statement from last week Yeah, that Marshawn Rowe is unintentionally pushing Loden Greatstorm toward the dark side with his little uh, by keeping him in a prison torture chamber of fear and suffering yeah yeah that's true <clears throat> enough yeah mm-hmm. so I know where I want to go next what about y'all is it time for is it uh, yeah you want to go to Ahsoka are we all done? We 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 wrap uh, it do up. Do we see Order sixty six anywhere else? I I'm feel Jim. like we do. Yeah, he is. Um, so not not on this, and I know we want to talk about Ahsoka, so I'm going to mention one more thing real quick before we get there. Um, uh-huh. Order sixty six continues um, post the it's initial. It's a standing order. order. It's a standing yeah, it, order that it, it continues. Remains. Yeah, for yeah, so it, indefinitely until Endor, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then we get the Imperial Inquisitorius, which we just discussed a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and, and the Inquisitors start to to lead the hunt. Um, they are dark side users, um, which They're further like supports, assassins. like Plagueis' book kind of shows that 
that Sidious wasn't necessarily interested in, in the rule of two. He liked the not fully trained Jedi, or not fully trained Sith, so that he could keep his control. Yeah. Um, it actually kind of benefited him that, that Vader ended up getting weakened. They're Sith It didn't, because Vader turned back on him, but same same idea. But yeah, the Inquisitors were out there um, continuing the hunt for the Jedi. And not just the Jedi. They were looking the storm for uh, Force-sensitive babies. Yeah. Yeah, there was all kinds of... Yeah. So if you're there. not familiar with the Inquisitors, they're mainly seen in the in the show Rebels. If you've seen that. Um, they also make an appearance, of course, in the game Fallen Order. They are sweet in that game. Yeah, they they're are. terrifying in that game. I love them. Um, so I think Ahsoka's story is probably, yeah, the next one we want to talk about. The, the, the last, one, last one, yeah. Um, so season seven does... Uh, let's see, the first three episodes are just kind of about Ahsoka, but then after that it goes into, um, like, what's... Wait a minute, not about Ahsoka. Anyway, they're about the Bad Batch, I think. But the last part of the season... I think the first three were Ahsoka and the... Weren't they Ahsoka and the That's and right, the and friends? The, when she was working as a mechanic. But the last mm-hmm. part of the season overlaps with Revenge of the Sith. So much so and that... Ahsoka becomes a spice runner? Yes. Uh, so much so that she is with Darth Maul on Mandalore um, when the Jedi, when the clones, excuse me, are given the order to uh, execute Order sixty six. Um, interestingly enough, the clones interpret that to also mean kill Maul. <clears throat> did you find that interesting? I did. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was interesting. Um, Not kill which, them all, but kill was, them all. This, <laughs> was them this, all. this made us talk about it the made specific us. orders. Ugh. Remember? We, yeah, this yeah. was a conversation that we had last year. Yeah, we did. We talked about the specific orders because Why? this only made sense. The, the Order 66, as we know it, isn't a kill the Force users. Because I don't even know if they would have identified them all the same way. Um, it was a it was a kill the Jedi order or eliminate the Jedi order so it doesn't take over the Republic. But Ahsoka wasn't technically a Jedi, right? Which is what led us to the. Well, that confused a couple of them. <laughs> it did. This is this buys her time to survive, because right. so let's let's talk about how Rex ends up escaping this. Um, Rex does try to kill Ahsoka. She realizes something's gone wrong. Um, why Ahsoka is so amazing when it comes to Order sixty six? When because when Clone Wars starts, we see Ahsoka as like a fourteen-year-old um, being raised to the status of Padawan um, from youngling, and one of the first persons she meets is Rex, the Clone Commander, and they develop a very very tight friendship. Um, he's like a mentor, a battle mentor to her, almost as much as Anakin is. Um, so when Order sixty six comes through, they've been fighting together for several years. Um, and he tries to resist. She realizes something's wrong with him, gets him to a med bay, and has this thing removed from his head. Um, so Rex is able to escape that, that helplessness that the clones feel about having to kill the Jedi. And then Rex tries to convince Jesse, I think it's Jesse, not to kill Ahsoka because she's not a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and this and does buy them a little bit of time. And I think there's more to that, too. Well, Jesse puzzles through that. Yeah. I think the the Rex, um, and, and this is a personal opinion. This is not any based on anything specific. 
But I think that Rex... Rex has a different kind of battle experience than most of the other clones. Um, Rex was... Rex was with Anakin. Yeah, um, it was. And while the... The Jedi commanders that we saw were very... We, we see a lot in Clone Wars that they definitely cared for the clones as they would for any persons they were working with or trying to protect. Um, they viewed them as as sentient beings, as they should have, but they Crowden. viewed them as sentient beings in the, in the galaxy, and they viewed them as individuals who mattered, is, yeah. is basically it. Um, I, the Jedi were willing to lay down their lives to save a few clones. And, and I said it that way on purpose, because the Jedi were, were natural-born peoples who you know were very important in the galaxy because we know them to be Jedi, but they didn't view it that way. These were these were beings who were also in the galaxy that they were there to serve and protect. Yeah. But Anakin had a different relationship. As much as he had all of that, he he had that same thing, but he had more. Anakin basically his personality was to completely ignore the the rule of no attachments for the Jedi. Yeah, he um, did. For his entire Jedi career. He was very like, attached. Like, yeah, everywhere. It wasn't just Padme. It was everything that he did. He liked he, everyone. He did not remove attachment. Um, and that formed, I think, a closer bond between him and Rex. And Ahsoka and Rex. Because Ahsoka learned from Anakin. Yeah. It's a good thing Ahsoka left the Order when she did. Or she might have broken rules and fallen to the dark side herself. Because she learned from Anakin and like Ferris, yeah, um, no, but not the same way. But that's that's kind of the idea. Is that I think that Rex had a different, you know, a different relationship with the Jedi, and so he, because even though these these clones are are adults when we see them, they're still developing and and learning how to be around. Yeah. Um, and so Rex is still learning how to be, and he learns how to be through Anakin, and that's, you know, that's his buddy. And Ahsoka's, you know, arguably an even closer buddy. And so I think that there's some there's some fight in him that's built based on their relationship, too. Not just the she's not a Jedi, but I think some of that she's not a Jedi argument comes from that fight. And well, fives. Yeah, well, and she does physically have the thing removed from his head. Yeah, doesn't she, like, knock him out and put him in, like, a med bay yep. and have it surgically removed? Yeah, because he yeah. was he not able to resist it either. But he, no, 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 but he, 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 I'm sorry, that's what I'm talking about. He slows it at first, though. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he resists. He had difficulty but... following the order, and then he, she, like, knocks him out, right? And that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. When he resists at the beginning, it's just that split, that's all a Jedi needs. A Jedi doesn't need any more time than that. No. It was that split second of of struggle that allowed her to get that upper hand. And yep. I, I think that's and where it came from. It's a powerful scene when we see, yeah, uh, they're, they're like, they're on the bridge of one of the star, you know, the Republic cruisers when the order comes through and he does give her just enough time that she can escape and other clones immediately try to kill her and she gets, you know, anyway. And that's the, yeah. Go, go back and watch the episode. It's awesome. Um, it is emotionally powerful because, uh, when she gets Rex squared away so that he's not trying to kill her, um, 
the other clones still are. They're trapped on a ship with hundreds of clones that are trying to kill her. And as a result, they end up trying to kill Rex because they see him as a traitor for protecting her. Um, and there's this really beautiful scene where uh, Rex is wearing his helmet. And uh, he's like, we, we have to kill these guys. And she says something along the lines. She pulls his helmet off and there are tears coming down his cheek. And she said, um, you know, I won't be responsible for these men's deaths. And he says that they'll, they'll kill you. And she says, but I won't kill them. Um, of course, they end up all dying anyway. Not Ahsoka and Rex, but uh, because they end up crashing their Star Destroyer into a planet. Right. Um, which is, of course, where she then fakes her death. Yep. And Rex's, and Vader comes along and finds the what appears to be the grave of Ahsoka Tano and Rex... Um, and that is a gorgeous scene, and that's how the series Clone Wars ends. So, to add to the tragedy, I, I want to recap tragedy. to make sure that everybody remembers this, because you didn't mention it, so I want to make sure that you remember, too. What's um, that? When we're first introduced to Ahsoka in the Clone Wars again, Snips. which is very, very touching, she is coming back, and Anakin has a surprise for her. Yeah! And the clones themselves, and this again... This was crazy. This is this is beyond an honoring. This is a, a closer relationship, which is sort of what I was talking about before, but... The clones painted their helmets to resemble Ahsoka's markings on her face. Yep, that was cool. And those are the clones that end up going with her, and those same clones that had just honored her are the ones that she has to uh, defend herself against. Oh, yeah, it's like Filoni's Um, turning that mm -hmm. knife in her chest when... uh, when yeah, the clones with her markings start yeah. attacking her. I mean, it was it was very very yeah. very tragic, and I, you know, it was intentional, but it's it's horrible. Yeah. Like I love Star Wars. Oh, it's Shakespeare, a, baby. Like this is the the funny thing. I I love Star Wars. I'm a I'm a happy movie happy, um, finale to a movie kind of guy, and mm-hmm. well, I, I want to be. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Yeah. Um, and I love Star Wars, but like everything Revenge of the Sith, Clone Wars Season 7, this Kanan book, these these stories are are it's, tragic. It's, it's dark. Um, yeah. And, you know, if, if you're not convinced that, that we get involved in these stories, we're, you know, podcasting about it. Um, so, we are. So we, we do get involved, and it's it's tough, and that was, a, that was a rough one. So that is everything Order 66. The Jedi, you know, got themselves too involved. In yeah, uh, in a in a political Politics. presence where they didn't need to be, and yeah. it eventually led to a big downfall. So, if you want to see the Jedi successfully be involved in a political party, um, that's happening in the High Republic books. However, again, that is the lead into what's going to well, destroy them. Yeah, you know, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's yours. Or something. I don't know. Um, I I think that's all I got on episode 66. So, again, to recap, the most powerful parts I thought were in uh, Fallen Order and in uh, Clone Wars Season 7 with Ahsoka. Uh, even though Revenge of the Sith is obviously, you know, where we first see it. Yeah. Um, now, Revenge of the Sith was huge because it had a 30-year lead-in. Mm-hmm. Um, is that right? 20-year lead-in? 20-year uh, lead-in, 22-year yeah. lead-in? Um, no, I guess it was it was a twenty five year lead in, right? It was sure. two thousand two thousand five four and six months. No, it was two thousand five that it came out. It's a prime from seventy seven. Anyway, 
we knew what was coming. It was terrible. It was horrible. We didn't like it. Um, that was a big lead-in. I love Rebels. I love the character Kanan. <laughs> In a single comic book issue, I grew to love the character yeah. of Depa Balaba. And so that one was devastating as well. Bottom line is, all of the creators involved in the story to create Order 66 did a phenomenal and consistent, which is a unique situation in Star Wars. They were consistently tragic, and they all kind of matched up to what we expected. The, The Fallen Order story, a little bit was a little bit off. Um, They were kind of reaching for where Inquisitors came from, but, you know, like, the general Order 66 order was kill the Jedi, not capture them. Kill the Jedi. Um, No prisoners. Did I stutter? Right. (laughs) But but overall, they kept the tragedy of Order 66 consistent. It's probably the most consistent storytelling in film, TV, and print that we've seen in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it is. Um, so thanks a lot for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, it's the one thing that you and get to just have your heart extinct. ripped out about. And now they're all but extinct. See, doesn't that mean that Obi-Wan might think there are more the Jedi out there other than just him and Yoda? Now they're all but extinct. Yeah. He didn't even say we. He didn't say we. We... I was a Jedi like your father. But that's the thing. If they're down to if there are ten or twenty Jedi out there from ten thousand again, that's pretty that's devastating. Essentially extinction. Yeah. Like yeah. we have that here. If we had an animal yeah. we were discussing and there were ten of that animal left yeah. just on our planet yeah. when when they're thriving there are, I don't know, two hundred and fifty of that animal. <laughs> we're like, Oh no, there's only ten of them left. Right, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Wait, what? Don't come after. Well, I don't want anybody to come after our show. Now. Are you talking We're about talking manatees, about? Papa Bear? What's he talking about? There's only one Papa Bear. What? Um, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at a list of the people who survived, known survivals of Order. Are 66. these canon? Yes. This is on Wikipedia. Let's hear it. Um, I don't know, some of these are going to be difficult to... Karak Infala, Coleman Jack, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Taran Malakas, Jocasta New, which I remember seeing in a comic book where yeah, she yeah, gets hers. Awesome. She gets hers. Well, that part uh, Oppo her Rancis. Was cool. Rancis survived? Yeah, Luminara Unduli. Uh, well, Master we see Uvel. her dead in uh, Rebels. Yeah, we don't know how she died. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know survived. how she died, but we know she's dead because in Rebels they show her body. Well, but yeah, she I could guess... have survived the initial order. And, yeah, because yeah. a lot of these people on this list survived, and you see their death in like comic books and stuff too. Oh yeah, like so, Jocasta New. This is says. Oh, this is a list of individuals who survived the initial execution of Order yeah. sixty six. So these are people you see get Ezra Bridger. Down. Yeah, he's on there. Sarah Junda, which we talked about, Yoda. They say Quinlan Voss is presumed. Quinlan Voss is on he's, there? He's your favorite guy, too. Um, But it's... Uh, so, Dark Disciple is the book where uh, Asajj Ventress falls in love with Quinlan Voss, which yeah. is like the most messed up thing ever to enter canon. 
Is it like the... Uh, uh... <laughs> I love Asajj Ventress and I hate Quinlan Moss. Is it like Marilyn Manson relationship? <laughs> I don't know what that Weird. means. Yeah, you do. <laughs> do I? All right, Maybe. so... I don't. Anyway, uh, Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. Did Quinlan Voss not die in that book, too? The man won't die. Why That's did all I think I he want. died in the book with her? I thought he did, too, but I, I don't remember. Why this is initial. This is initial master. execution. Yeah, so he didn't die at the hands of clone troopers. That I, that is true. That, that, that's what this list is. Yeah, that's but when true did he, But did he die? I thought he died well, before that. I thought he died yeah, before that Order 66. I don't know. This is presumed. And presumed. Is, I'm going to look at the thing. Well, you know what they say about presumed. Now, Eeth Koth was a huge one. Well, that, that's not Order 66, but that was a crazy one. I don't know who Eeth Koth Eeth Koth was the, the Jedi that Vader killed to take his Oh, to take Kyber his crystal. Kyber crystal. I do yeah. know that story. That is a good story. That's a crazy story. Yeah. That's, that's he's only stuff. able to beat him because he threatens other people that he has to save. Kind of like when, when Dooku drops the ceiling on Obi-Wan and Anakin and Yoda saves them. But Yoda could have done more. Um, and the other big one is Grogu. Grogu uh, maybe Grogu. Yeah, yeah, Grogu. Yeah, because yeah, he was a youngling. He's a little guy in a big world. Yep. So awesome stuff. Um, not not Order sixty six, but awesome to talk about and give us our stories. But All tragic, right. horrible stuff. Well, I think that's it for Order sixty six and for Episode sixty six, for that matter. So if we didn't bum you out enough, go watch some of these movies and episodes and get bummed out. Um, if you're feeling a little too happy, these are some places you can go to to, to get you yourself back in the balance. always watch the death of the Jedi. Yeah. All right, well then, uh, what are we talking about next week? Next week. Next um, week. We have uh, two options. We have dose. Yeah, we are either going to talk about the next High Republic book, um, Into the Dark. Ah, oh, I started that. Or we will discuss the first 11 Star Wars comics from the current run of the Star Wars comic books. They're oh, only I 11. started that too. So all 11 of them. They started, I think, January of last year. Maybe it was February. Did you start them, um, Papa Bear? Oh, I've, 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 I've finished them. Oh, yeah. Papa Bear. Yeah. I, 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 which, You're ahead but, of, you, you, yeah. Did you finish Into the Dark too? Yeah, yes. I, I've uh, done uh, Into the Dark twice. Wow. So, so basically, if Jim and I can finish Into the Dark, then we're going to talk about Into the Dark next week. That'll be... Uh, otherwise, we'll talk about the Star Wars comics and uh, Into yeah, the Dark just, next time. And I've we'll just have been listening to it like crazy. Sure, we're yeah. not going to talk about Cara Dune? We, we did talk about Cara Dune. We can talk about <laughs> Cara Dune all you want. I'll talk about Cara Dune all night long. Really? Well, not in this episode, but... Well, all right. Yeah, the whole so next week, we might or might not be talking about this, and we might or might not talk about that. But either way, we're going to talk. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. But Do you like Star Wars? Do you want to hear from others who like Star Wars, too? If you've enjoyed tonight's episode... Come listen to our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars podcast by... Us. That guy, We Jim. secretly replaced your regular podcast. You. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> All right. Well, this... Um, for now, I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. And this has been our, our certain, certain point of view. This is the way. 
Ice folk. Remember. Remember. The the dog of wisdom says. Remember. Remember. The force will be with you. The fifth of November. Always. Always. We are all the Republic. We are one. We are the Borg. You're supposed to just repeat. We are all the Republic. Don't We're say the Borg, Borg Collective. Oh. We are all the Republic. We are all the Republic. Goodbye, Until though. all are one. That's Transformers. All right, goodbye, all everyone. Audio one.